0: How long will you be staying? It's a good question to ask new physicians you're considering hiring for your practice. But how do you ensure that they're not just dropping by? You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and with us today is Barbara Gabriel, Associate Editor of Physicians' Practice Journal. Welcome, Barbara.
1: Thank you, Michael. It's nice to be here.
0: Barbara, you did a great article called How Long Will You Be Staying? It's wonderful. and You researched the subject pretty well for this topic. You start in the article by giving examples of two doctors being interviewed. And you describe what questions left these doctors searching for a good answer. What are the questions that they they asked?
1: Well, it was when practices asked potential candidates about their proposed longevity with the practice that they were brought up short. One practice came out and told a young woman right out of residency, we're looking for a physician who could spend a lifetime of practice with us. And it was quite difficult for a 28-year-old to see that far into the future.
0: Okay. And there was another example of somebody being interviewed, too, I think. But they were both about longevity, correct?
1: They were basically telling the prospective physician that their expectations were that they would retire at that practice.
0: Wow, that's really interesting. Now, I guess a lot of younger physicians don't tend to think in terms of that. How soon, according to the 2006 Physician Retention Survey, are doctors likely to leave a practice? And who did this survey?
1: The survey was conducted by the American Group Medical Association and Sedgka Search, which is a physician recruiting firm. They found that physicians are most likely to leave a practice within three years of starting working there.
0: Don't doctors tend to think in terms of long-term, or is it our whole society? I wonder. Who's more likely to leave, established doctors or new doctors?
1: Well, actually, there is no strong correlation between the length of a physician's tenure uh, with a group and their likelihood of leaving. The uh, survey found that doctors right out of residency actually accounted for only 9% of the physician turnover that they discovered. 34% had been practicing from one to five years, and of 57% had six or more years of practice experience when they left the practice with which they were working.
0: This is a pretty important issue because hiring somebody involves a lot of cost and a lot of effort, and you establish them in your practice, and you you kind of want them to stay. So as you talk to experts for your article, what did you find were the most important factors that practices should consider when evaluating a new hire?
1: The most important factor that practices should consider, and unfortunately a lot of them don't, is a cultural fit with the practice. Physicians who feel like they fit in well with the culture of the other physicians with which they're working tend to stay a lot longer. They're also very interested in quality of life. They want to make sure they can spend sufficient time with their families, their spouses, and their children. And finally, work schedule flexibility is something that tops the list of physician concerns when they're interviewing.
0: When you say culture, you're really talking about their own emotional and culture and their personality culture, correct? You're not talking about other culture.
1: That is some of it, but it's also the mission of the practice. This is a very patient-centered practice, and a physician is more or less a distant person. That's
0: not going to work. Okay. Now. Do you think, from the research that you've done, that younger doctors have different expectations than those of, say, 10 or 20 years ago? What do, you, what do younger doctors want?
1: Younger doctors are interested in the factors that will contribute to their quality of life. That's not to say that they're not interested in compensation. They are. But where 10 to 20 years ago, compensation topped the charts of what physicians were talking about when they interviewed with practices it doesn't top the charts now. Now they're interested in more structured work schedules. They're interested in flexibility so they can meet their family needs and um, just other quality of life issues.
0: It's kind of a nice move into taking care of themselves as well as taking care of other people. Exactly. What are the reasons why we should spend so much time making sure the doctor's a good fit? Now? So so what if they leave in a year you know, or two years? Isn't there, aren't there more doctors out there that we can find?
1: Well, it can cost practices pretty big when a physician leaves. Recruiting is taking practices an increasing amount of time and money. Due to the physician shortage we have out there, particularly in primary care, physicians are now choosing among opportunities rather than searching for, for one or two from which they can choose. And there's also the patient factor. There may be a loss of patient satisfaction, patient loyalty when a physician leaves. There also is administration disruptions. Individual physicians are often responsible for, say, a specific program or department within a practice. And if that physician leaves, that leaves a hole that needs to be filled, and often it cannot be filled very quickly.
0: If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD and the Channel for Medical Professionals. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and I'm speaking with Barbara Gabriel, associate editor of Physicians' Practice Journal, about how to get new physician employees to stay Barbara, in your research, what are the most frequent reasons doctors give for leaving a practice?
1: Well, this question was asked specifically by the AMGA in the Sedgica Search 2006 Retention Survey, and they asked their respondents, and by the way, there were 92 group respondents that represent collectively 17,000 physicians. So this was a pretty good sampling. Among the voluntary resignations that they had experienced, what reasons were most frequently mentioned by the departing physician and topping the chart was poor cultural fit with the practice at 51%. 40% responded that they relocated to be closer to their own or their spouse's family. 32% replied that they were seeking higher compensation. This doesn't add up to 100 because often physicians gave more than one reason. 20% said their spouse's job relocation required them to seek other employment. 20% said they relocated to find a better community fit. And 17%, respectively, cited incompatible work schedules and excessive call requirements.
0: Okay, nobody won the lottery and left, right? No. (laughs) If I want to hire a new doctor, when should I start planning for recruitment? How long before the interview? I just shouldn't show up with questions, right?
1: You should prepare for the interview, but you want to make sure that you have an appropriate candidate for your practice that you're interviewing. The preparation process should start basically as soon as you have an opening or as soon as you decide that you're going to add a new position to your practice. Before candidates are brought into the interview, once you put your ad out there and and you have your resumes, practices should carefully examine physicians on paper. They should ask themselves, does this person, at least on paper, meet the goals that we've established in their job description? Candidates should be thoroughly vetted before you invite them in for a personal interview. Using employment applications, you want to obtain references, and basically you want to do as much background checking as you can before deciding to see the candidate face-to-face.
0: Well, even before that, should you sit down with the other people in your practice and have kind of like a free-thinking dream team session about what you want?
1: Absolutely. Basically, what you want to create is the job description of this position, and you want to make sure that you and the other positions that you practice with are in agreement as to what that job
0: description entitles. Because partnership's almost like a marriage, and you really should choose wisely before you just go and hire somebody. Absolutely. So now, Let's talk about when you interview people, about using open-ended questions. Can you give us a couple of examples of good open-ended questions that should be used?
1: Sure. When you're interviewing a person, what's called behavioral interviewing employs open-ended questions, and behavioral interviewing is based on the premise that past performance indicates what future performance will be. Some of the questions that you might ask if you're conducting an interview this way is, tell me about the last time you had a major conflict with a patient. How did you resolve that? You can see that that does not bury the answer in the question. It allows the physician to go and talk about specific instances. Some other examples maybe tell me about the types of complaints and compliments you usually get in your practice. Tell me about an area of practice that's particularly challenging for you. These are all open-ended questions that allow the physician to talk about what their strengths and weaknesses are.
0: Sure. And the next step is once you've hired them, you talk a lot about orientation. How about orientation techniques? What's important here?
1: Well, the most important thing about orientation is to start it early. Basically, orientation should begin as soon as you extend a offer of employment to a physician and that physician accepts it. You want to do some things like say the employee is moving from a different part of the country. A good idea is to print up their new business cards and send them their business cards so they can you know start getting those out and feeling like you know they are part of the practice. Get them on internal mailing lists so they know what's going on at the practice before they arrive there. The good thing is to get them on your email, your internal email, so they can see what the day-to-day things are are going on in your practice.
0: In other words, you don't wait for day one and then show up and say, here's all your stuff and get going. No,
1: you you don't want a baptism-by-fire type of orientation, and you also want to make sure that day one is not just one big paperwork day.
0: Now, what's the greatest red flag that a new hire might leave?
1: The greatest red flag is disengagement. If you hire a physician who is very enthusiastic during the interview process, process, but then after a few weeks, months, starts to disengage from the other physicians, doesn't show much interest in the uh, practice's future, is quiet, keeps to himself or herself. That's a pretty good red flag that that something is bothering that physician, and they're not happy with the transition they've made, and you want to nip that in the bud before it festers into something that would uh, cause that physician to leave.
0: Sure, so you go and talk to them and see if you can work it out. Absolutely. How long should the orientation continue for a new hire?
1: It should continue a lot longer than most practices think. Ideally, it should at least last through the physician's first year there. A good way to continue orientation is to assign a mentor to the physician, which would be another physician. If you work in a multi-specialty practice, a good idea would be to assign a mentor who works in another specialty. That way, if you have questions about internal politics, if you have trouble with one of your colleagues, you can get honest answers from someone else who, who works there.
0: Well, thanks. Give us the bottom line now. What's the key focus for hiring help that will stay?
1: Taking common-sense steps to retain your most valuable assets. Your most valuable assets are your physicians, and if you don't take those steps that you need to take, you're going to lose them.
0: Barbara Gabriel, thanks for sharing your insights into hiring physicians with the intent of a long tenure. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals, and we thank you for listening.